So it's cold and flu time in the Southern Hemisphere, as we know. And I don't know if you've been watching people around you. They're falling like flies with this cough. Everybody's getting this cough and then the headache and the... Yes, and I've been battling because Eddie coughed something a lot. Yeah. I managed to also get... I've got over a pretty quick... Slow. Yeah, slow and it keeps your chest tight, okay? So here, I'm just giving you some tips to avoid, yeah, to avoid... I'm giving you some tips to avoid colds and flu and help you recover, okay? So... One of the things, and I must remember, I must add on my notes here. One of the things that I really find help you talking about your chest and the colds and flus mm -hmm. is the fresh air machine with the essential oils that goes in. It's got the wonderful, either the sandalwood or the eucalyptus or the tea tree one. They all help with breathing. But what that does is it cleans the air, all the dust particles out of it. And I've seen mm -hmm. with my grandkids, they just start that <coughs> when you put them down to sleep. You plug that machine in within five minutes and not oh, another oh. cough the whole night. Anybody coughs, anything, coughing, snoring, any breathing things, you plug that machine in. And all it's doing, it's cleaning the air with essential oils and water. And you can actually see if that thing runs for like 24 hours, you'll see that water goes like a brownish color and you're light brown. So, all right. So here's my tips for avoiding colds or flu and help you recover. Okay, so the, here's the thing about winter. The sun is setting earlier and we don't go to bed earlier. And that's a problem, okay? If you look at any animals in the wild, they are they hibernate. Bears, for example, mm. will hibernate. But animals sleep much longer hours in winter than they do in summer. Mm. And we don't. Because we've got clocks and TVs and things that keep us awake and computers, We'll say my bedtime is 11 o'clock and at 11 o'clock I go to bed. That's it, whether it's summer or winter. But if the sun is setting an hour earlier than it used to, you should go to bed an hour earlier. Okay. You actually need to go to bed earlier. You go with it when it's dark and you go when it's light. And it's yeah. getting light later and it's getting dark earlier. So you do need more sleep. And I think it's important that we understand that with kids as well. They need more sleep, okay? Okay. Um, so you just got to adjust it, adjust your body clock with the, the, you must just look, I mean, if you can go online in the weather and it tells you what time the sun's rising and the sun's setting and you just adjust it. Yeah. And it's because if they went to bed earlier, if they go, I mean, you think of when it sits here in summer, it's like at least eight, nine o'clock. So let's just say on average eight o'clock. And now the sun's gone by half past six. That's an yeah. hour and a half extra sleep we're needing. Mm -hmm. So we should be, if we were going to bed at 10, we should be in bed at 9 and probably waking up half an hour later. Okay. So, but that makes a difference. It does make a huge difference to your immune system yeah. because if you don't rest, yeah, you, you, so what sleep does, sleep recharges the central nervous system. And we don't know how exactly it does. Scientists don't know exactly what goes on, but it's like charging a battery. It fills up the battery, and then when the battery runs flat, then everything goes wrong, okay? So if you're going to succumb to colds and flu, it's going to be because you run down and tired. And we all know when we've been pushing long, hard hours and we're stressed, that's when we're going to get sick. When we're stressed is when we should go to bed earlier. So we should say, okay, I've got to get up. I've got a new routine at work, and they need me at work at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to go to bed an hour earlier in the, morning, in the evening. Instead of watching our favorite television program because it's at that certain time and I'm going to watch it anyway, record it or don't watch it. Nothing happens when you miss the TV program. Your life's no richer than it was 
probably richer if you went to bed early. Okay. So we need, yeah, we need to adjust our body clock by giving it more sleep in winter. And then it's very important, I think, to take off at least a day a week. We know that the Bible tells us to keep to keep the Sabbath for a reason, and God says, keep the Sabbath forever. And God says, rest because I rested. So if God needed a rest, then surely we need that rest as well. So it's very important. I think it's important to understand what to do on that day. It's not always easy when you're living with other people. I know with Elton, you're staying, you're sharing a, a flat with your brother and his family. It's not always that easy. Easy. But in your community church, you do keep the Sabbath anyway. But for us, I mean, we're not, we don't belong to any particular church that keeps the Sabbath on a Sunday, on a Saturday. But we, we, we get up late on a Saturday morning. Yeah, we we'll actually as well. we, we stay in bed and we, and we read. And that's it. Around that's it. Just don't you feel it just uh, recharges you? My Sabbaths are... Don't you wish you'd done this your whole life? It's like the best gift you ever got, and you never opened that gift. No, you shouldn't shop. You shouldn't sell. You shouldn't employ people. You just chill. We just lie in bed and read, or we listen to podcasts. You wake up and you don't feel guilty. No. Every other day you have guilt. You've got yes. stuff to do and things. Absolutely. Know, Saturday is my day. Oh, it's, just, it. it's the best thing. And then come Sunday, you're all motivated and ready to like get on with things. Exactly. And I find that I prepare now on a Sunday for the week mm. because yeah. I've recharged on the Saturday. Mm. It's fantastic. And Sunday is the first day of the week. Yes. We treat it like it's the last day. But then you, because you treat, if you treat it like it's the last day, then you feel all like, oh, no, it's Monday. Whereas if you know that Sunday is the first day of the week, then Monday you kind of look forward to it because you're prepared for it. Mm. So it does help. Um, it's not the time to do budgets on, 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 on your day of rest. And try not cook. It's a wonderful day to mm. just eat raw food. Yes. Just don't even cook, okay? And look, at all costs, avoid dairy products unless you want to make snot, okay? Mm. And the dairy is no milk, no cheese, no yogurt, okay? It's just you're going to make snot. It doesn't matter what you think. Whether it's caseine or whey powder in your protein drink, don't drink it. Well, I say since I've become a vegan, and because I'm batting with my sinuses and I'm not going to read the flex and the swim off a million times. So since you've become vegan, you, I'm just repeating this for the recording since in case it didn't pick it up. You found that your mucus is basically cleared Absolutely. up. If it doesn't clear up completely, you may have to take the soy out of your diet as well. Because 40% of people that get mucus from cow's milk also get it from soy. Really? So you just get less. So just okay. be careful there because I, can't, I don't tolerate soy at all. Okay. All right. So that's the one thing as well. And then, of course, soy is another thing to avoid if you are intolerant. And the only way you're going to know if you're intolerant is take it out for six weeks. Okay. And everything goes away completely. Then four is drink enough clean water. Number one cause of headaches and being run down and the immune system not working properly, the first thing you've got to look at is how much water are you drinking, which always makes me want to drink water. Okay. So if you want your white blood cells to be strong and healthy and be able to protect you, you need to drink at least six to eight glasses of water a day. And you do this by drinking water before you eat anything else or drink anything else. So you drink water before you have breakfast, water before you drink a cup of coffee, water before you drink... Eat a biscuit, water before you eat an apple, water before you just eat, you just drink water before you eat or drink anything. 
So if you're going to have a cup of tea, drink a glass of water first. Because very often we misinterpret thirst as hunger. Mm. It's very often why we'll end up with like just eating too much because we're mm. hungry. You just feel like you're hungry all the time and you think, what's wrong with me? And you realize that you're not actually, and then you can be hungry eating huge amounts of even plant food. And then next thing you find your stomach's not working so wonderfully. Mm. Usually if your stomach is not working properly and you're eating a plant-based diet, it's because you're actually dehydrated. You're not drinking enough water. Okay. So it is six to eight glasses. I mean, I hate telling people to count because it might be more. What does that mean? What does that yeah, it's one and a half to two liters a day. Okay. That's basically what it is. Yeah, that's what you're looking at. But you know, keep a full bottle and just sip on it all the time, carry it around with you. It's a fantastic thing to do. <laughs> Can I have a liter bottle and just. Don't drink too much. If you drink too much water in one go, you can get what's called hyponatremia. It's actually a condition where your kidneys can literally, like, shut down. So it's just... Well, not in one go, but over, like, a half an hour or 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So just um, what you need to do is... Um, Spread it out over the day. Don't drink 750 mils in one sitting. Do like 250 mils okay. or 125 mils. So okay. it's just if you're swigging your bottle, don't like – I used to do the water first thing in the morning, mm. and then I'd, I'd get such a pain in my stomach when I did it, get the sharp pain in my stomach. And I found that I'm actually better off just having it later. And then I don't get the sharp pain. It was a weird thing. I was drinking too much too fast. That's what was That's happening. Exactly. Full glass. Drinking it fast, and it's just not an ideal thing to do. Um, I just want All right, so we just carry on with our quick tips. So we've got to drink enough water and then avoid angry outbursts. Being very angry can deplete all of vitamin C within 10 minutes. So if you've got simmering anger all day long, you're just going to be very run down. Vitamin C is one of our most, most powerful antioxidants. And it's been an antioxidant we've known about for years, but we forget about it. So you'll find, for example, if, you, if you've ever had a near car accident and, and you get out of the car and you're screaming and shouting at the other person and the next day you get like a sore throat and you feel like you're coming down with something or you have a big fight with your mother on the phone and you're really angry or your sister or the next door neighbor or, and you're shouting and screaming and you're like, and then you like all self-righteously come home and you tell everybody and the next day you can't get out of bed and you think, what on earth is going on? That depleted, it's, it's your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands need a lot of vitamin C to function. When you're angry, your adrenal glands are working overtime producing adrenaline, and they need lots of vitamin C for that. So if you have been angry, increase the amount of raw food in your diet to make sure that you can recover from it. Secondly, eat more plant food in your diet because the more plant food you eat, the more magnesium you take in, and magnesium calms you down. Thirdly, take composure on a regular basis if you find you're getting into a habit of anger. And the most important thing to prevent angry outbursts is to make sure you've got really clear boundaries in place. If you don't have clear boundaries with your next-door neighbor, your husband, your wife, your children, and you say to them, this is as far as I go, I, I don't expect that. If you don't say to somebody that behavior is not acceptable mm -hmm. from you, right yeah. up front, you're going to store it in, store it, store it, store it, and then you're going to explode and trash the house and get sick. So don't get angry. And the way to not get angry, and that's, and that's – one of the reasons the Bible actually tells us not to let our, the sun go down on our anger, yeah. because you'll get sick. 
This anger festering all night long, you won't sleep properly. Now you're not recharging your battery and your immune system needs to have sleep to work properly. So if you don't forgive before you go to bed, and you don't have to forgive to somebody's face. Sometimes some people won't talk to you. If you say, listen, I forgive you, they'll, like we had a, a, a power partner who ended up with our business and we ended up with the debt. We, we were really angry with him when we went to him and we said, we forgive you. And he said, for what? He didn't think he'd done anything wrong. So forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for your benefit. So forgive, eat properly, exercise. If you don't exercise regularly, you'll also be penting, you'll have pent up anger. Exercise releases mm -hmm. adrenaline. And it gets rid of that anger. But now with this, with this chest now, because I've been stir crazy and wanting to go walk, but now I'm nervous because yeah. I don't want to walk with her. If you're, if you're chesty, don't walk briskly. Just go for a stroll, get the sunlight, get the oh, fresh okay. air, so and get go for a walk. Yeah, and it could be a 20-minute stroll. It doesn't have to be a brisk walk. And once you're well, you can walk faster and harder. Okay. But don't do hectic exercise when your body's run down. You go for a stroll, Okay. So avoid anger by dealing with issues as they arise. Forgive immediately, even when not asked. Exercise daily and avoid alcohol, refined sugar, and caffeine as all three affect the central nervous system and contribute to reactive hyperglycemia, which is going to have angry outbursts. Yeah. So, and that's why I don't touch alcohol, refined sugar, or, or um, caffeine because I'll, I, it just, I get so aggressive. And, and it's just, it's not worth it. I'm actually not an aggressive person. I'm an enthusiastic person. And enthusiastic people get aggressive when they have chemicals like this in their body, okay? And then, number six, at the first sign of a sore throat, take, throat, take one teaspoon of dried barley life powder. There's nothing like it. Even the kids at school, they come here with these sore throats, and I say, open your mouth, and in goes the barley, and five minutes later, they say, no more sore throat. The powder. Neat powder in the back of your throat. The boys learn to yeah. So, and yeah. So you take the powder and you just take a teaspoon and you throw it, put it on the back of your throat. You know, when you wake up in the middle of the night, it feels like you've got a vice around your neck and somebody's choking you and it's so sore, you can't swallow. You take the barley. You've got to, you've got to be in such pain that you don't care about the taste of the barley. But once you've done it, you'll actually find that you actually get used to the taste and you actually quite like it. I mean, Stephen now won't take it in water. He wants dry powder on his tongue. Wow. He no, loves it. Okay. You can and then take, I would say take barley life three times a day, two teaspoons three times a day after that, either drinking or dry. When and you, you can't when, when you're sick, if you're yeah. sick. And then add just carrots to that, unless you've got a juice extractor. And if you've got a juice extractor, you do number seven, which is, well, it's seven is to make sure drink a glass of carrot, pineapple, and ginger juice. Mm -hmm. Drink it as much as you can tolerate it. Don't go and drink a liter at a time because the pineapple juice can be quite acidic in your stomach. Mm -hmm. So just keep sipping it throughout the day. The but the, it's, I'd go three quarters carrot, a quarter pineapple. But it depends. If your pineapples are really sweet, you might want to listen to your body. Your body will tell you which one it needs more of. The beta-carotene from the carrots helps to stop the inflammation in the lungs and in the sinuses. And the vitamin C and the antioxidants in the pineapple help your immune system work better. And then, of course, your ginger is fantastic with the immune system and the lungs and the respiratory tract and all of that. So, <coughs> making me want water. Okay. First sign of illness, 
go on to raw food. There's nothing to beat going on raw food. You get sick, you just don't eat anything cooked. That's it. Your raw food, that's it. You can just juice if you want to, or you can just eat raw food. You can eat the apples or juice it. It's irrelevant. Don't eat anything cooked. Your body, really, you really build up the immune system because the antioxidants are intact. The minute you cook food, you destroy antioxidants. So if you're having it raw, you have the antioxidants, and you're getting as much as you can. And honestly, literally in 24 hours, it's a turnaround if you go on raw food. If you don't do the raw food, it can drag on for a week, two weeks. So I've seen people, you know, they go on raw food for a half a day, and they're feeling better, and they take some of the products I'm going to mention. They feel better, and then they just start eating like they ate the next day. It's like it's not enough. You've got to be completely well. Okay. And then with coughs and mucus, take the following products that really, really work fantastically here. Bee pollen, bee propolis, and royal jelly. Bee pollen, and this is a quick way for it, okay? Bee pollen, in pressed tablet form. That's it there, I'll pass it around. Um, you're going to take that. It is going to sort out the mucus. So it's for sinus, mucus, blocked noses, everything else. Propolis is for, it's a natural antibiotic, so it deals with the infection. And the royal jelly gives your immune system a boost. Um, a boost, okay? And then Lyceum Plus is a fantastic product that actually helps to strengthen your lungs. It's amazing. It's got licorice and goji berries in it, basically. That's what it is. But it's unsweetened licorice, so it's a fantastic thing to take, okay? Um, I would take those, and I would take at least two twice a day if you're sick. To avoid getting sick, if you start feeling you're sneezing, for example, you just start taking one of each a day. They're chewable. Or some people's tongue gets a bit swollen and scratchy when they take the pollen, and I just suggest you just swallow it. But the royal jelly tastes really nice, and the bee propolis has got a sort of a, a propolis-y kind of honey kind of a taste. Mm. It tastes like cardboard and honey mixed together, propolis. Okay. But it's not bad tasting, okay? Um, and then if you're going, then you need to rest and go to bed. Mm. Don't try and be strong and brave. Rest. Mm. And the 11th point is... Make sure you're using our tissues if you are blowing your nose because you don't end up with that horrible red nose. Chlorine in tissues is what makes it strips. That's the same thing to a baby when they've got nappy rash. Chlorine bleached nappies, disposable nappies, give te children terrible rashes, the red, swollen rashes. And that's what happens when you start to blow your nose and you've got all this acidic mucus coming out and it reacts with the chlorine and it ends up making your nose sore and then it peels mm. if you've got a sniffly nose and you use our tissues which are much bigger and stronger so they'll hold a lot more snot <laughs> but they don't have chlorine bleach in it they have been oxygen bleached you don't get the red nose at all you can blow and blow and blow and blow wow. and blow all day long you can literally this is what i got here blow 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 rub your nose blow and honestly you don't get the sore nose it's fantastic so those are some practical things. I'm just going to go into a little bit of detail here on the bee, um, bee pollen benefits. I'm going to send a note to everybody in an email, and we'll put it onto the website as well. Um, but basically, bee pollen is considered one of the most nutritious foods on the planet. It's got a huge amount of nutrients. It goes back for hundreds of years. I mean, it goes back to the times of Hippocrates. He was the first physician to celebrate, uh, concentrate on preventing disease, and he used, um, he wrote about the benefits of bee pollen then. And he was considered the father of modern medicine, okay? Um, people have been looking at bee products a lot closer in the last couple of years, last 
10, 20, 30 years. People have known about this for years, but it was always considered folk medicine or kind of old wives' tales and stuff. But basically what bee pollen is, it's created by bees from the pollen of the male stamen of the flowers. They collect and transport the pollen um, granules back to their nest within specially arranged hairs on their hind legs called pollen baskets. Okay, since bee pollen derives from plant origin, its chemical composition is will vary somewhat depending on the plant source, the season and the geographic location. 50% of its structure comprises of basically polysaccharides, which is carbohydrates, 35% amino acids, which is very high, 35% protein basically, 2% fatty acids and 3% minerals and vitamins. It contains over 5,000 enzymes and coenzymes, far more than is naturally present in any other food. It's an amazing food. It really is. You can take it every day. It's anti-aging. It boosts the immune system. It gets rid of uh, gets rid of mucus. Some people find that if they take it for too long on a regular basis, they get a bit of an itchy throat and a mouth from it. So you just stop. I take bee pollen if I've got a, any mucusy problem. Propolis and royal jelly I can take every day, and I love this stuff. I'll take one of them each a day. It just kind of keeps everything at bay as well. So it's denser in protein than any source from animals. It's very, very dense protein. It can provide much safer source of protein without the worry of high intakes of saturated fats. But let's see. The most common benefits are energy. It's a, it's a natural appetite suppressant if you're trying to lose weight. It gives you natural stamina and endurance. It, no, the propolis. I mean, not the, the pollen. The pollen in the tablet form. It's fantastic with allergies and hay fever. People can suffer from, like, they're wanting to claw their eyes out and they start to take the bee pollen and it just gets it go. Yes. She was never right. She just said, take this. And she's like, could hardly see out of her eyes. And she came here and said, I need another bottle. <laughs> it's also got natural antibiotic properties as well as the propolis. It helps with sexual function, improving impotence and infertility. It's fantastic with asthma. Awesome with chronic fatigue because it is loaded with B vitamins and helps your adrenal glands recover. It's a fantastic immune system booster. Helps with prostate disease. With menopause, it's anti-aging, and it helps recovery from any chronic disease. Okay, it's been in, in Chinese medicine have used it. Ancient medicine from like Hippocrates. I'm sorry. Hippocrates have used it, not hypocrisy. Hippocratic has used it. Uh, Hippocrates. How does that the point of um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk another day. No, well, it's really just, it's pretty easy to collect pollen and propolis. It's kind of individually and well jelly. You can actually, you recognize it. So if you go to the hive, you can actually see the propolis. It's this propolis, for example, is what holds the glue together. The pollen is there before it gets made into honey. So, yeah. Um... It's very popular bee pollen with athletes because it's believed to give them a lot of endurance, strength, and speed. Um, there are several studies have been done on this, but um, basically what it's saying is um, honeybee pollen is the richest source of vitamins found in nature in a single food. Even if bee pollen had none of its other vital ingredients, its content of rutin alone, which is one of the beef vitamins, in the family of B vitamins, would justify taking at least a teaspoon daily, if for no other reason than strengthening the capillaries. So it strengthens your capillaries and makes your blood vessels strong in your body. You don't want to be leaking blood out of things. You know, you just you want strong blood vessels. Um, 
Pollen is extremely rich in rutin and may have the highest content of any source, plus it provides a high content of the nucleics, uh, ribonucleic acid and deoxyribonucleic acid, which is very important in building strong, healthy DNA strands in the body. Okay. So you want, don't want to be um, prone to any sort of genetic diseases. Yes. You eat properly, you exercise, and you take bee pollen, for example. Um, it's it's a it's a it really is a fantastic. There's a lot of research, and I'll put this in the newsletter, and people can read that. Um, bee propolis benefits. Gosh, bee propolis, as I said, is the stuff that sticks mm. the. Um, they they kind of build the hive with with part of the propolis. Okay. It 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 when you look into an actual hive and you put the supers, which is the layers, the like drawers where the where the um, honeycomb is. It actually sticks to the actual honeycomb, the honeybee hive, and you've got to lever it off because the propolis is sticking it. That's to make it like watertight and airtight. It's dark in color, yeah. And it's considered one of nature's miracles. It's a resinous substance that bees gather from the leaf buds and bark of trees, especially poplar and conifer trees, all the glue that you find. It's made from that, basically. And those products are used, incidentally. You know, did you ever remember using coal tar? A coal yes, tar syrup? Cough syrup. It was used oh, as a cough that. syrup. It's yeah. using coal tar soap, and you get coal tar syrup we used to yeah. take for coughs as a kid. Yeah. And that is made from the resin of the trees, basically. It's not oh. tar from coals, okay. but it's, it's, yeah, res it's resin. resin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so once collected, the bees transport the propolis back to their hives, where it's met by its other coll colleagues, the worker bees, to help them unload. Um, and once unloaded, the, the, they add salivary secretions and wax flakes and then spread this finished product throughout the beehive walls where they construct and maintain their hives. It's basically called, called bee glue, but it has fantastic effect for on humans. In, for the bees, it prevents disease in the colony. It's a natural antibiotic, and it inhibits the growth of um, f fungi, viruses, bacteria, and other microbes. You'll know that the hive is healthy because there'll be a lot of propolis in the hive. Okay. So it's it's actually considered one of the most powerful um, antimicrobial agents that humans can use. It's like the most powerful antibiotic you can use. Got an infection, you take B propolis. Mm. It's fantastic. Your infections, tonsillitis, swallow it if you don't want to chew it, okay? So it contains a lot of amino acids, vitamins, minerals, protein, flavonoids, it appears to have anti-inflammatory effects. It's antibiotic or antimicrobial. Um, it's very it's very helpful if any fungal, bacterial, parasitic, and viral infections like tuberculosis, candida, malaria, and coughs and colds and flu. In Europe, bee propolis is used for the treatment of pep peptic ulcers and ulcerative colitis. Other possible B propolis um, benefits are it helps with any infections, it helps with wound healing, it's powerful antioxidants, it's found to um, help with the herpes virus on any level. That's from shingles to fever blisters to herpes in other parts of the body. It improves liver function and it helps with dental conditions. It helps with gingivitis, mouth ulcers and periodontal disease. Okay, so, and then the royal jelly, and I'll just finish off here. Royal jelly is a thick, milky substance manufactured by a special group of young nurse bees, which are worker bees, between their six and twelfth days of their lives. And bees' lives are counted in days because they only live for 30 days. That's their natural lifestyle, through 30 days and then they die. 
Um, Royal Jelly is produced exclusively for the nourishment of the queen bee. It's created by mixing honey and bee pollen with enzymes in the gland of the nurse bee's throat. People will say to you that honey is regurgitated bee vomit, which is a terrible thing to say. But in fact, the bees are putting this enzyme with it. And bees are really clean little yeah, insects. All and, and people pollen. say, but you're taking their stuff, but they produce way more propolis, pollen, and um, royal jelly than what they need. So it's there for humans. You can take yeah. the honey. You just don't take all of it. They mm -hmm. take the royal jelly, but not all of it. There's always <coughs> enough. And every 30 days, you've got a, a new batch of worker bees. They just work, 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 work. They seem to rest at night, though, because we check them up in the hive, okay? Okay. So um, there's a whole lot of things that are in royal jelly. It's super rich in bee vitamins. If you have them too, have you have the bee uh, royal jelly too late at night, it might keep your brain very alert from the bee vitamins. Okay. So if you want it to be alert and wide awake, it's not a bad idea to take bee pollen. Uh, royal, uh, royal jelly, at least, royal jelly. Um, it's very high in pantothenic acid, which is your B5 and B6 pyridoxine. Um, acetylcholine, which is abbreviated as ACH, is a neurotransmitter that's very, very, very high in um, royal jelly. And it's, it helps, uh, it's used in the peripheral nervous system and the central nervous system. Um, so it's a nutrient that's very important for the functioning of your immune system because your central nervous system's got to be work is working in a fantastic way to keep you um, to keep you protected from viruses and bacteria. And that's why I say to you is that if I have to put it in order, I'd say the most powerful thing that bee uh, pollen does is deal with mucus. There's lots of other functions, but yes, mucus, be propolis, antibiotic, and royal jelly is the immune system booster. Sure. So it really helps with coughs and colds. Um, there's a lot of stuff about the central nervous system. Let's see how it can help you. Royal jelly can help with bronchial asthma, pancreatitis, insomnia, stomach ulcers, kidney disease, liver disease, skin disorders, sexual enhancement, bone fractures, mental acuity, and menopausal symptoms. <laughs> Bone fractures, yes. <laughs> Helps to heal bones that have broken. Wow. And I started taking it when I was going through menopause, and it really, really helped me. Um, you know, some people can be have an allergic type of reaction to yeah. these products. They're few and far between, but when you start taking Omega, which is your essential fatty acids, you find you're not allergic no, to these no. products at all. And the allergic reaction may be a scratchy, itchy feeling in the back of your throat. And that's why some people find better swallowing it, not chewing okay. it. I like to chew them because it actually tastes very nice. Okay. But that's basically it in a nutshell. Those are three fantastic, four mm. fantastic okay. products. Um, the Lyceum, as I said, is a combination <coughs> of uh, licorice and um, goji berries. And it's known to be okay. very, very powerful effect on helping the lungs to function properly. It also helps to improve eyesight. Just as, And you find often what happens is when you've got coughs and colds, your eyes get scratchy and itchy. So I think it's important. Um, mm. It's an important addition. I don't take all of them all the time. I take them when I'm going through change of season. I'll take I'll take the bee pollen, bee propolis, royal jelly, at least one a day. And then if, I, if I'm feeling like I'm feeling tired, like a mid-afternoon slump because yeah. you just – Burning, you know, you just, you just busy, 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 yeah. busy. I mean, we've all got a lot to do. We're all moms and parents and sisters and next door neighbors and looking after our mothers and holding down jobs. And you just find you just 
can't manage all of it. Mm. And very often, the mid-afternoon slump, you kind of, oh, crumbs, I can't, I can't keep my eyes open. <laughs> age limit on it. There's no age limit on it. I give it. I've given it to all my grandchildren from when they were little. It wasn't easy to get them to eat the pollen and the propolis because it doesn't taste a big, big royal jelly. They'll just eat the whole bottle. Cara once yeah. ate a whole bottle of royal jelly. Okay, she just, it's like sweets. But what um, I do is I crush them with honey and then I give it to them like that and then they'll eat it. But sometimes they can taste it through there and they don't want it. So I'll just, I'll just give them even peanut butter and honey. Um, I'll give them the royal jelly if they don't want anything else. At least they'll know they're getting the royal jelly. The other thing that I will give with coughs and colds is lemon juice and just honey. It's fantastic to just mix a paste of honey okay. and lemon juice and you just eat it off the teaspoon and it helps with coughs as well. Okay. So there's some natural ways for you to deal you with coughs and colds. Um, let me switch this off.